foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Combat cast. I'm the man they call Dave. We got Steven Rooney. Hey, let's talk some combat sports. There was a lot of shit that went down this past weekend. But Chevy, first tell them what we got coming up and what we don't know. What's coming up? All right. May 21st, we're going to be previewing USC Fight Night Home versus Vieira. Then Memorial Day weekend. We're not sure what we're going to do for you guys yet, but there's no fight card. So uh, we'll put something together. Then we'll be back June 4th to preview USC Fight Night Volkov versus Rosenstruck. You said, why don't we kick things off talking? 
talking with the Canelo fight. I'll just add this before we talk about the Canelo fight. We were in the middle of watching the Rose Esparza fight. And it was at this point I decided to look for a feed. <laughs> and I found the Canelo fight. And at that point, he was losing. He appeared to be in a front headlock at one point and picked the guy up. <laughs> but it wasn't going well for old Canelo. But he made my day because it got me to take a break from that fight. And we'll talk more about that in depth later. I got plenty to say about that. But yeah, what were your thoughts about what happened with Canelo? I mean, to me, I mean, the guy's stepping up in weight class. Uh, what do you want? Right. At this point, I just like I wasn't interested in watching Canelo fights because I assumed he was just going to roll through whoever he fought. Didn't matter right. the weight class. So it's good to see that he is human. I expect he's going to get a rematch. And I'll, I expect him to do better. But in the rounds that you and I saw, he looked severely outmatched. You know, he looked like what he normally does to guys was being done to him. So mm. if you come up with someone, come up against someone who has the same skill set as you, but is just bigger and stronger, you know, eventually that's that's going to end in a loss. And that's what happened. So hopefully he'll make some adjustments and he'll get this fight back and continue his greatness. Yeah, we've seen it before. Jan and Izzy is the one that comes to mind immediately. His size isn't everything, but it's not like these guys that are stepping up to fight are just untalented people. They're champions of their respective weight classes. So when you're stepping up in that weight class and you're fighting equally or more talented people or even close to talented, that, that size is going to start to play a factor at some point. Right. Usually. It can make um, up the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like they say, they got weight classes for a reason. Usually. I admire the Izzy's and the Canelos of this world who step out of their comfort zone, especially in combat sports. Right. To take those kind of chances. It's huge. And I always will be drawn to that. Those people like, you know, I know we're thinking Holloway is probably going to beat Volkanovski, but even if Volkanovski finds a way to win again, or even if Holloway wins, like I'd love to see either of those guys step up and fight for the lightweight title because they're just so talented and they've clearly been the top two guys at division for so long you know i'll always be fascinated i'm always interested in it but yeah just sometimes you're just gonna run into these tough matchups that's what happens when you chase greatness like canelo does and still all the respect to him like you said i'll be very interested in the rematch because he <laughs> is such a great fighter and you know they're gonna game plan and i'm interested to see what happens i bet that fight sells more than this fight sold that rematch yeah. sells more. All right, let's do some Bellator notes at us here. Lorenz Larkin was in the card over the weekend in Paris, France. He got a TKO over Kyle Stewart. Yoel Romero TKO'd <laughs> this poor guy, Alex Pozzi, as our buddy Scott said from Aldon. He played with his food for four minutes and 59 seconds of the third round. So basically the whole fight, and then he finished him with a second remaining. And, and I uh, saw that he knocked him down at one point, and he didn't jump on top of me. He put his hand up and said, no, 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 wait. Like, to the crowd, like, uh, I'm not ready to finish him yet. Oh, my so, God. That was a character. Forever the show, man, yeah. Yeah, that was something with you all. And Ryan Bader grinded out that decision. I knew, like, I think I, w I went with Congo, but I knew, like, this was probably going to end up where somebody was going to do this to each other. I was hoping, because Congo was so much bigger, that he would just maybe catch Bader on the chin and we'd call it a day. It wasn't even against Bader. I just knew this fight was going to be what it was. But it was probably not the most boring fight of the weekend. He will get to that shortly. Uh, anything you want to add to this Bellator card? Yeah, I called the Bader 
Conor got a fight being boring. Yeah. And uh, that was a real hot take, I'm sure. Shout out to Yoel. He's a thousand years old, still doing it. And glad to see Lorenz Larkins getting wins over in Bellator. Absolutely. PFL had a card this weekend, too. Roy McDonald. I did not actually get to see this fight. I know you did. Brett Cooper. Roy picks up the dub. Looks like rear naked choke. What'd you he think of this? Great. He looked yeah. vintage. Rory dominated in every aspect of the fight while it lasted. Cooper just looked super outclassed. He he's an experienced guy, but Roy just rolled right through him. Wrestling heavy, got on top of him, and finished him. Gage my IQ in the comments. I will jump ahead just a little bit because I know at this point I think we had gotten tired. But basically, Kayla Harrison, Bow reports she looked a little bit off. She was not happy with her performance. She got the dub, but I mean that could be you know at some point maybe she's just bored too. Right, yeah, <laughs> lightly. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, she's uh, just Coop- it's hard to get uh, up for these fights. I want to finish with what Cage Mike was talking about. But uh, Ray Cooper, I didn't see this one, but he lost to Carl's Leal. It was a catchweight fight. And Cooper was another guy that looked a little off, I think you were telling me. Yeah, he just couldn't pull the trigger. I'm not sure what it was. It's very, very uncharacteristic of him. He just couldn't pull the trigger and he ended up getting outpointed for sure. Got beat up a little bit. Yeah. That's a shame. And not a shame, as Cage Mikey pointed out. Anthony Pettis did look on point. Now, he was fighting a guy in Miles Price who was game, good record, good competitor, but had been out for a little while. I, I do want to point that out. But, yeah, I thought Anthony looked sharp. He looked definitely like the old Pettis. He was in there looking good, taking chances, striking, jiu-jitsu, all looked on point. And, yeah, he got that triangle choke. And good for Anthony. And good for the PFL, too, because you want guys like Anthony and Rory McDonald to be getting those wins, and at least in the finals of the respective of these tournaments. You want that name value. Yeah, name value is important, for sure. Any other comments on Anthony Pettis? I know he just looked good. I thought he Hey, it looked great. I was happy to see him get the win. Hopefully he can go on, move on, get to the finals this year. All right, let's get to UFC 274. Anything you want to talk about before we get to the main card? No, not really. VHL looked good. I mean, he's been... He's been looking good so i wouldn't be surprised if you see him up in in the rankings sooner rather than later so he looked good brandon roy val matt schnell was was good fight unfortunately matt schnell lost his mother recently and and brandon roy val comforted him a bit after the fight that was good to see yeah that was about it on the prelims that I thought was noteworthy. Yeah, Royal, he's always been a super classy guy from what I've seen. And a good competitor at flyweight. But that division, I just feel like your tippy-top guys are just ahead of the game right there, right now. Yeah, so. I agree with you for sure. Randy Brown picked up the dub. Chaos Williams, split decision. What are your thoughts on this one? This was a fight that got moved to the main event because, unfortunately, after the weight cut, Cowboy got food poisoning. So they had to move. The Cowboy versus Lozon fight to, I think it's in July in Texas or something like that. So that's great for Randy Brown and Chaos Williams to get that extra exposure on the pay-per-view, though. Randy did get clipped a couple times, but pretty much he controlled the fight and, and stayed safe. His head movement looked great in some parts of the fight. I, I thought he looked very great. What do you think about him in a fight? I'm just looking at some of the top competitors in the top 15 because he's not in there. What about number yeah, number 13, Lee Jingling? Jingling. I like Randy in that fight, honestly. I, I think he's very good with his range. I especially I think it would be similar to this Chaos Williams fight um, because Chaos and Li Jing Jingling his they're both power punchers explosive power punchers but maybe not the most technical fighters so I think Randy would be much better on the ground and and be able to keep his distance on the feet 
Yeah, I think that would be a very interesting fight. OSP versus Shogun. OSP picks up the split decision. Not really a memorable fight. Yeah, I don't think there's much to it. I'll just throw a name out there for a next opponent, too. We'll just keep up with that theme a little bit. What about, you know, looking again towards the upper top 15, maybe a guy like Ryan Spann for OSP? Uh, I believe Ryan Spann's fighting on this card, right? So we'll see how he does on this one. But I, yeah. I think matchup wise that's a great fight yeah you know i mean a guy like Both paul guys Craig, are dangerous yeah always interesting too but i think paul's looking for upward into contenders at least mm-hmm. all right here's the fight i think that was one of the fights was on everybody's mind for opposite reasons of the one we'll talk about soon but michael chanwer with that frigging kick against ferguson before this I thought Ferguson looked on point. I don't know if he won that first round because he was down, but like he was looking great off his back. He was looking like the Tony of old. And I was saying that I thought a three-round fight favored Chandler. Tony doesn't get finished, but I I was really ready to eat some crow because I thought Ferguson was doing the pace and everything that he did. Now, Chan were so explosive. There's always that chance. And I think you even called it. And boy, I don't know if we were going to call that, but such a spectacular kick. I was legit scared for Tony. Yeah, Not yeah a good it was very parallel. scary. Yeah, guy asking for insurance and killed. Yeah. And then Michael's doing backflip after backflip. But it was exciting. I'm glad Tony's okay. Everybody was super respectful to each other afterwards. And yeah, I think this is a great performance for Michael Chandler. And I'm interested to see where he goes next. And I think Dana basically said the same thing that we all thought. Tony looked great and got caught. And, you know, I don't think he wants Tony to go anywhere too. Right. I mean, this is his fourth loss in a row, but he's lost to Justin Gaethje, who was fighting for the title. He lost to Oliveira, who is, well, the champ, quote unquote, the champ. He's not the champ, that, but is the champ. And who, who is his third loss in there? There's another super top guy. I can't oh, Darius. Yeah, Darius. Yeah, he got heel hooked, right? So he's fighting killers, uh, you know? I think he's just due these losses from his 12 wins in a row or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I did think maybe he's near the end of his career, but he, he looked fantastic until he got caught. Now, does he look like he's 50 years old when Bruce Buffer's, you know, doing his intro? Yes, he does. But, I mean, once that fight started, he was piecing up. Chandler clipped him early, yeah. which happens in every Chandler fight, apparently. So, and also, he, there was no way he was expecting a front kick from Chandler. Chandler's done that never. So, no, I'm glad that Tony's not too down on himself, and hopefully, he just moves on from here and he can make another run. Tony's looking for a fight camp now. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'd like this maybe. I think we've possibly seen this fight before, but it might be a good time to maybe do a match with him and RDA. Could be good, given the name value, where they're at in their careers. I know a name you don't really particularly care for, but it'd be interesting because he's got a good ground game, Gregor Gillespie. But I'd like to see Tony fight somewhere in that upper 15, you know? And I don't want to see him fight Dan Hooker because I really don't want to see either one of these guys take another L. But yeah, I don't want to see that one. Yeah. yeah. The Gregor fight is interesting. I, I don't dislike Gregor. I just think his style makes fights boring. He's so mm-hmm. good at just holding on to people and beating them up. I think... And Tony's game is not to try to get up and get away from people. It's just to try to elbow these wrestlers and then he'll end up just losing, but you know, not taking a lot of damage unless he can catch him in a darts or something like that. But that's not a bad matchup. I mean, it's a tough fight for Tony. Another tough fight. I'd like to see him. I know the UFC doesn't really do this, but you know, given someone who's, 
you know, he is a favorite over. Mm -hmm. But it's tough when you when you're at his level for sure. Well, the guy right below him is Rafael Fazeev. Fazeev would be a good matchup. Yeah, exciting, good. Uh, you know, good either way for the UFC. Right. Good name value, stepping stone for Fazeev if he wins, and winnable fight for Tony for Tony, and his yeah. stock doesn't go down too much for Chandler. I think the fight I want to see is Dustin Poirier. I don't know. I heard talks about maybe Nate Diaz. I think that would be a good one. I kind of don't want to see Nate fight Hosma and just get fucking smashed because that's what's going to happen. Stylistically, Nate could be a good fight for Chandler because Nate can hang in terms of boxing. But Chandler's got that wrestling too. And Nate's got a jiu-jitsu. I think Chandler's stronger. But stylistically, I feel like Nate, that's a good fight for him. Like if you were going to say, oh, Nate could... And he would be the underdog. But I don't care what the Nate Diaz army says. He would be the underdog. But that would be stylistically a fight that I think, you know, Chandler's a guy that will bang with him. Well, Chandler also can get fatigued and Diaz is never going to get tired. And he's going to push that pressure and keep that pace up the entire fight. So a five-round fight between those two, you know, because... I'm pretty sure Nate only is going to get five round fights at this point. Yeah. I just think that that would be a really good matchup. I see Cage Mahu. Chandler fights Daryl Yusuf. Islam fights Charles. That's a possibility. A lot of people are talking about Islam fighting Charles, but Dana seems like he really wants to do that Dariush Islam fight still, too. I want to see Dariush versus Islam. Like, yeah. I still want to see that fight. All right, let's get to the women's flyweight title fight. I'll go on my little thing here before we pitch to you. All right, so Carlos Esperanza defeats Thug Rose, wins the title. First off, I'm happy for him because this is a great legacy. And even though it's a boring-ass fight, I mean, Carla is the initial ever Starley champion, and now she's a two-time champ. Other than early Rose, she didn't have those signature victories. Like, she pulled victories, those tough victories, but she didn't have, she didn't have the wins over the Jade Checks or the Willie Zings or the Jessica Andras. So good for her. Now, I know Randy, Asuka, and I, even you, you know, like, we talked about the wrestling. And I, I understood that going into that, that that could be an issue. I expected Rose to, I don't know, I guess I thought she'd be a little more, keep, try to keep, I thought she would try to push the striking more than what she did, obviously. I heard her talk about getting credit for being a defensive fighter. I, I get that. And I think that Trevor Whitman is one of the best coaches of all time. It was a rough night, but I think he's still one of the best. I think Pat has been nothing but good to her, but they talked about Pat Barry said basically she stuck to the game plan and nobody broke the game plan. Carla stuck to her game plan. And I get that. And I get I'm just a fan. But from a fan point of view, I think at some point it was very obvious to everybody the game plan wasn't working and she was losing that fight by not doing as much that Carla was clearly winning this fight by the little bit she was doing. The commentary saw it that way. I saw it that way. I think most everybody saw it that way. So I'm not convinced that Carla is the better fighter than Rose, but man, styles do make a fucking matchup. I'm sure UFC's not in a hurry to book that again. Never. But we'll see what happens. But congratulations to Carla. I think if Andraj or... The J check. I know she's got to fight with Wei Lee, but if one of them, I think whoever one of those, if one of those girls beats Carla, Rose is going to be right there for a rematch again. Yeah, obviously, super disappointing fight. I think this fight was more, you know, they can talk about it was the game plan or whatever, and she executed the game plan. Well, it was a poor game plan, like you said. You have to realize, you know, and and Cage My IQ is saying the same thing. At, at some point, you have to realize this fight is at least close. You could think that you're winning, but it's close enough. You know how judging is in MMA. You right. need to go out and st and put a stamp on these. So I thought that every time she did get taken down, she did a great job getting up, and she, you know, the commentary team was 
talk about this too. That should have given her some confidence to engage in the striking game a little bit more and, and fight to stay on her feet. But that's not what she did. And I mean, the way the rules are set up, you you don't get points for being a defensive fighter. So uh, I don't. I think that's a BS excuse. You know, if she followed the game plan, that's on Pat Barry and Trevor Whitman for not recognizing that it wasn't working. It, it's a sport. You could be winning a fight by not taking damage, but it's a sport. You need to be offense is important. So, yeah, I don't know if we'll see this fight again, but I, I honestly just think it, it's a mental block on Rose. That's if, what I felt like. Yeah, she didn't. I feel like she never got in the flow of the fight. So you know how sometimes she just gets in the zone and she head kicks Wei Lee or right. some shit like that, or you know lands that check hook on Joanna. Th- that opportunity never materialized in this fight because of the way she was fighting, the, the style she was fighting. So disappointing, but she can't be too disappointed with that loss. Yeah, I think to me right now, since we already made the J check Whaley fight, I wouldn't be mad if Andrade's got a shot at Carlos Bowser. Yeah, same. I I, I kind of think that is what we're going to see. It'd be a good fight. Carlos, you know, got to wrestling, but Andrade's got to jiu-jitsu. She's way stronger than Carla. And if she wins, man, that sets up all kinds of matchups because Wei Lee, if she wins, she knocked out Andrade with a head kick. Mm-hmm. Chick has a victory over Andrade, and Rose and Andrade are one and one. So, yeah. like, I, I don't want to like take away from Carla, but man, like, it would be interesting to see uh, Marina yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good call too. Yeah, she deserves a shot at this point as well. Yeah, so we'll see. I think this and the Chamber fight were obviously the big talks besides the main event. Man, I was just so disappointed. Charles missed weight. Now it looks like there might have been more to this with the scale and everything. And Dana talked about they're going to have a guard watching the scale now. And Charles has been on point as lightweight. It was really you know mostly his featherweight days where he had problems. He definitely seen when he stepped on the scale like he thought he was going to weigh in correctly. But man, it's such a mess. You just you know that being said, exciting fight seems to be the formula. Charles gets rocked and then he comes back and submits dudes. Gaethje had already busted him open. This is all round one, by the way. He wouldn't go down with Charles, which we thought was very smart. But Charles is like, okay, now I'm going to have to get aggressive and I'm going to get you down. And the only thing I would say critical again as a fan is this is twice now with Justin. I feel like as good a wrestler he is and he uses that wrestling to keep everything standing defensively against these guys with their submission games. He has not shown a lot. He's so good everywhere else, but it's almost coming off like a specialist. Like, you know, like he has no answer for this is like a, a very glaring hole in the game that if people can get him now, which is a bitch and not many people can do that. He's going to have problems. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how much jujitsu he practiced in that situation against the best finisher of all time in the UFC. He's getting submitted. So, I mean, in his other losses to Khabib who also monster grappler. So I don't want to put too much stock in that. His jujitsu definitely looks suspect, but if I remember correctly, he got put on the ground via, it was a punch, you know? Oh yeah. So your, your wrestling is not going to protect you from that. If you're going to wade into the fire and get clipped, you know, that's going to happen occasionally. So that's fair. I just, I think on the ground, it does not look good. Now how he got on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't take away from Charles. Like he, yeah. 
<laughs> this guy could strike too. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, so he's good really, everywhere. really improved his striking. Yes. Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, Randy's asking who's he to take on next. Who's our favorite fight in the night? My favorite fight, I think, was ultimately was Chandler and Ferguson for those two rounds. This fight was close. That weight thing really just left a bad taste in my mouth. They did as good a job as they could. It was it was such an exciting first round, and they did what they had to. That I'm over it. But like, if you know, if I'm looking at like my favorite fights. That plays a factor, and yeah. It's just a bummer for Oliveira's legacy. You know, that's, yes. that's a bump in the road in his title defenses. And now, you know, he has to fight again to actually win the championship. And I assume, I believe the way contracts are structured, you make more money while you're the champion. Technically, he's not the champion now, so he'll make significantly less money for his next fight. Watch championship. No, this is a Daniel Cormier double champ, Randy. respect dc so what's next for charles uh i don't i mean if dana wants to make that dariush islam fight then i think he's there really is no clear cut because i think one of those two should be the guy that fights him right i mean unless barring some weird shit where connor comes back which he's 190 pounds or whatever he's not he's not yeah. fighting that lightweight anytime soon so i really think it's just gonna be i don't know charles likes to be active but i think yeah. he's just gonna wait he'll either wait or dana will have to give him one of those two mm-hmm. not to the fight which would probably right. be islam yeah if that's the case you know i just want to throw this out there just for a wild card i don't think this is going to happen i think he's too small but what do you think about him at welterweight he's tall but i mean with that jujitsu he could try yeah he could try stylistically decent matchup against usman i just think he he would probably be a little bit too small that's what i think is the size is gonna be the the strength difference i think (laughs) is immense between 155 and 170 yeah that 15 pounds so let's get we started off talking about size and now we're going to conclude this with size and i think i used jan as an example now we're talking about the cardi headlines so let's talk about this fight card here coming up this weekend Blackowitz, I always mess up on his name. Blackowitz. Blackowitz, yeah. And then Axisander Rizik. Rakic. Rakic. It's Rakic. Rakic. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's work our way up there. Jake Hadley versus Alan Nashimento. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know much about either one of these guys. Okay, here's what I do know. Hadley is 8-0. Mm-hmm. He's got two KOs, four subs, two decisions. This is his UFC debut, and he's coming from the contenders. Allen is 18-6, and six, two KOs, 13 subs, three decisions, and this is his second UFC fight. He lost his debut, so he's coming off a victory. Yeah, he's got a lot more fights. Hadley seems like the guy who's undefeated, right? So this is probably his test. I'll go with Jake Hadley. I like a guy that's coming in like a prospect like this. Flyweights, by the way, too. Yeah, I- I'm going to go with Hadley as well. I-, I-, I think it'll be a decision, though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah, decision. I agree. Because that other guy has a lot of experience. And all yeah. Stuff. Exactly. So maybe. then we got and Frank. He's never Mar- been finished before. So right, right, right. So yeah, Frank Camacho, twenty-two and nine, seventeen KOs, two subs, three decisions. This guy doesn't like to go to distance. He's had fight of the night three times. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. This guy, two thousand ten BJJ world champion, two thousand thirteen European jiu-jitsu silver medalist. I mean, there's so many like Pan Am games. There's so much guy's done but he is on a two fight losing streak so he needs a win too taking on manuel torres who's 12 and 2 who's on a three fight win streak and he's making debut off the contender series here i don't know this again seems kind of like the new guy trying against you know the older guy would make a name but i think camacho that all that jiu-jitsu he likes to fight and i think 
he really needs this victory, I think his back's against the wall, and I think he'll he'll come out here. I don't know. I'll say it's another tough fight. This is probably another decision, but I got Frank Camacho. I'm going to say decision for Manuel Roberto Torres because Camacho's lost four of his last five. I think maybe he's just reached that point in his career. You know, maybe he goes to a different promotion, finds a few easier fights. Cage by a few things. He he's going to get a knockout first round, but he agrees with you, Torres, by decision. He's got quick hands. We'll see. This fight, I think it's going to, next fight's going to go to decision, I think. Caitlin uh, Chikagian, 17 and four, three fight win streak. And this is like, I'm not picking on the girl, but two KOs, one subs, 14 decisions. Like she's yeah, a decision. All her fight. I think all of her UFC fights have been decisions, I believe. She has most unanimous decision wins in UFC at women's flyweight division. So tie all her wins. Her losses yeah. are, are finishes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amanda Rebus, she's eleven and two, three knockouts, four subs, four decisions. I got Caitlin here by decision. I'm gonna go with Amanda Rebus. I think she's she's looked very well. She's looked great recently. I think if she can get inside and avoid those teep body kicks from Chikagan, she can do some work on her. So I, I'm gonna go with probably another decision though. Oh yeah, Randy asked if we're gonna see knockouts on the car. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> Davy Grant, 16, uh, 13 and six, three KOs, eight subs, two decisions, performance of the night two times, fight of the night two times. Lewis Smoka got eight KOs, seven subs, two decisions. So yeah, he's seven. I don't I even have his whole record down here. Sorry, Lewis. Performance of the night two times, uh, fight of the night one time. I like Smoka, an explosive fighter. He's a guy that could maybe get a finish. I'll, I don't know. Maybe we will get a finish here. I could see Grant get one too, though. Pretty evenly matched, I think. I'll go with Smoka. I'll go with, I'll say he gets a choke in round three. I'm going to go with Davey Grant. I'm also kind of a Lewis Mocha fan. I know he was in the UFC, and then he got cut, and then he came back. He's a tough guy, but I think he's going to get knocked out pretty early, probably first round in this okay. fight. I think Cage agrees with you, second round. Um, we got Ryan Spann, 19-7 and seven on this card. Five KOs, 11 subs, three decisions, performance of the night. Guys had the Legacy LFA Championship. So, you know, he's had some regional belts against Kudo Laba who is 16-6-1, 12 KOs, two subs, two decisions. This one probably won't go to distance either, actually. Kulaba loves to bring it. Span likes to bring it. Someone's probably going to go out early. I don't know. What do you think? I'll ask you first. I'm going to go with Ryan Span. I know the majority of his finishes are submissions, but um, his hands have looked really great yeah. lately. So I'm hoping he's going to keep his distance because I believe he'll be the taller fighter, a little bit rangier. Mm-hmm. Kudalabra's got power, so if he can avoid the early punches, I think, you know, wear him down a little bit and then land some heavy right hands on him at distance, keep his punches as straight punches and not a uh, looping hook, he can finish him probably second or third round. I think I'm going to go Kudalabra. I think I'm looking back at Smith. He had, Spence coming off that loss to Anthony Smith where he got caught too, and I think Kudalabra might hit harder than Anthony Smith. So that's what keeps popping in my head here. I could see this going either way, though. I think this is actually... Uh, like, Smith think, is the same size as Ryan Spann, if not yeah. bigger, though. You know, true, so true. harder for him to get to keep him at distance. But well, we've been disagreeing on everything. Let's go. I'll go Kudarama. <laughs> I'll say uh, first round finish, just because I think they're going to go out blazing. I don't think it's mm-hmm. as if it was going to get caught. And then we got Jan, twenty eight and nine, eight knockouts, nine subs, eleven decisions. Former UFC heavy uh, light heavyweight champ. Performance of the night five times. Fight of the night against Rachik, sixteen and fourteen and two. Performance of the night six and one in the UFC. Razor close loss to Vulcan Olsmir, though. Like, a lot of people actually thought he won that fight, but it wasn't like anyone thought it was a robbery. It was a close fight. So, this guy's almost 
arguably could have been undefeated if that decision had gone his way. I think, I don't know if Jan's the favorite, but I think he's, I don't know. I smell a loss here. I think Alexander might catch him. Yeah, I'll go with Rochek. Third round finish. TK. I'm really torn on this one because I really think that Rakic is underrated for sure. He like flies under the radar, but I just think stylistically Jan is tough to pin. He's got a giant block yeah. head. So I just, <laughs> I think he's going to be hard to knock out and grappling wise. I, I think that he'll be the stronger of the two. So hey, right, we'll, we'll keep it rolling. I'm going to say Jan by KO. Okay. I'll say, I would want to take mine back, but I'll just, say ra- round just, three. Just to like keep it. <laughs> Keep us on both sides. I I like both guys, but I hope Rakic wins because I I think he could be a star. He's not super great on the mic, but he hits skills wise, he's phenomenal. This is definitely a a big fight for you know John, I think a little more. Like just because coming off that loss. And he's older too. I think he's like, you know, mid to late thirties. So I think this is a fight that he's definitely gonna thirty nine. Thirty nine? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what Rackage happens. Just thirty, so big difference. Winner of this is definitely in the title contention, though. Like you're right there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be fighting Yuri, who will yeah. <laughs> probably decapitate Glover. R.I.P. Glover. Yeah. Do you think anybody's catching Yuri right now in that like heavyweight division? Rakic could. Yeah. I, I think both these guys have a good chance against him, but yeah, he's an anomaly for sure. He's he's a tough person to game plan for and training trained for so magomed magomed yeah. and Kalaev. Yeah. yeah yeah everyone named magomed is dangerous they could all be a champ <laughs> stylistically though i don't know we might not get a lot of finishes on this card this weekend but we'll see what happens what do we got coming up may 21st we're going to be previewing usc fight night home versus Vieira. and memorial day weekend we're going to figure something out for you guys and then yeah. june 4th we'll be back with usc fight night volkov versus rosenstruck there you go all right guys that's it there was a ton of fights this weekend not all of them were exciting but some of them were <laughs> some of them were really damn good <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll be back next week to talk some more fights and we'll see you at ringside all right so that wraps us up for this week thank you again for listening to the working fans podcast so as always you can find us on twitter at fans working our facebook page is working fans wrestling pod we have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com follow us on instagram working fans wrestling underscore pod and then as always please Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 